Welcome to Oddly Incorrect, a counterintuitive podcast. Dutch is a lifelong early adopter and trend discoverer. Chris is a philosopher, engineer, and futurist. Together, they are oddly incorrect. Glad to know that you're still on the other side of the COVID, COVID Wuhan China virus. Are we on the recorder now? We've been recording since we started, so I can. I can that already, you might need to edit out a little bit of that. <laughs> well, that's a good question. Do you want to? Do you want to be topical, or do you want to talk about? Oh no, no. I, um, let's go with what you were going to talk about. First thing I'd like to know is how many people have actually listened to us besides me. Um, I don't know. I can. I have to look at the stats. I, ah, at the stats. <laughs> I should have prepared you for that. I will. I will let you know in the next in the next episode <laughs> or prior to the next Thank episode. You. <laughs> you know, don't worry about the people who are, might be curious. This episode. <laughs> well, this is going to go on today, and then it's going to go on over the next month or so. So we can we can probably still keep talking about. Uh, the stay-at-home orders, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, that, but that's really that's that's everybody's talking about that. One of the yeah, things is about something I, completely different. Well, not exactly. Uh, I mean, it is it is related, but it's not. So, I guess it's tangential. I don't get to use that word very much. So, tangential would be the way to do it. I what I'm it. what I'm thinking is the ramp up of the economy, and I, I'm not an economist none of that but i am i am a little bit of a development person and i know it doesn't go from the start so you know when they say reboot the economy we don't know what that looks like ever so in this kind of situation i mean can we look back to 9-11 and say hey this is a similar type that's a close parallel except that was only for like 10 or 11 days wasn't it that everything was shut down that's correct. I mean, and even so, it wasn't even everything was shut down. It was just tra- uh, um, air travel, the best I remember, is what, 20, nearly 20 years ago. So, yeah. But I think it's the, different. The, but it did, you know, I mean, it, it had a major effect on the markets because they had to close, they had to close the market, the stock market for a couple of days, it seemed like, as they, it, because of the, uh, the computer routings that went through the World Trade Center were destroyed best i remember yeah and i think it i think from it it cast like a cultural pall on oh yeah i mean us on everyone can you uh, okay let me see if i can remember this in order so prior to 911 new york was pretty much 
not a uh, friendly community is the best way I could put it, right? It's dangerous and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. then about 10 months later, do you remember when they had the blackout? Mm-hmm. And you had people, walk people walking off Manhattan Island to get across the river. Yes, I remember Huge that. crowds of them. And, you know, and they weren't riots, nothing like that. It was a totally different culture. And we're going to, and that's kind of what they're talking about now is it's going to be a totally different culture. I'm not so worried about the stock market because they got economists that are going to do that. But I have been thinking about small business people because I think what I was, what I was thinking is this is really kind of going back to, you're going to look at the roots of your business, like the way they used to talk about customer service. You're going to go look at who your customers were, how much they contributed to your your bottom line, the, the bread and butter stuff, and then go. I'm thinking go after the specialty stuff afterwards, after you kind of establish the base again. But that's, yeah. I mean, I'm just starting off thinking that way. So I thought that would be an interesting thing. Well, do you think there's going to be a, a dip in the luxury and just a, a return to the core core stuff that we need? So going from wants to needs, because a lot, a lot of times people in, in good times are, you know, they splurge on things that are more like wants. And then eventually, and then when stuff like this happens, they just fall back on needs. So what about the, those companies that all do the wants? Are they going to fall apart? Well, their needs are business. It, it, for the for the business owner, it ain't whether a want or uh, it, not that they want it. They need it, so mm-hmm. they've got to figure out how to reboot. Um, I'm thinking in particular, I have a friend of mine who's a makeup artist there in Huntsville, and she's at. I mean, she's a high contact person. There's nothing she's she's been doing. What she's trying to do is pre-sale gift certificates, gift cards. For when her business comes back up, yep. And it, that really got me thinking about what's it going to be like for those for personal services type stuff and and not delivery or any of that any of that thing, but personal um, like dog walkers and yep. really um, they have to be their hands on type of people. So that got me started thinking about it. And I just thought it'd be an interesting thing to kind of think through, given the context of what we're going through. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you because it's interesting. Prior to all this, we were all talking about how certain jobs are going to be farmed overseas, right? Anything that you don't right. have to be personally touched with. And now it's all of the personal touch jobs that are suspended at the moment. And who knows how long they'll be suspended and who knows what kind of precautions you'll need to take when everything gets back. So it's not as, you know, we all thought, Oh yeah, you don't have to worry about losing your job because you're, because you're uh, in personal care, but now all of a sudden everybody in personal care has lost their job. So it, yeah. it really is a black swan because we never expected something like this to happen. And we, I don't think we ever expected the reaction to be this great either because it, it kind of, so it actually goes to show you who's who who can actually be resilient and who who can't be, right? Well, it's, it's the other to go, to go along with this. You, you're correct in in thinking that they're going to lose their jobs. But I'm thinking that the other thing that's going to reset is going to the office is not going to be the bosses are going to have to fight tooth and nail to get people to put butts in seats yeah. because they have learned 
that they can do their jobs and get paid while they're at home. That's all they needed to know. And mm-hmm. I cannot imagine fighting that battle going forward is office workers. I mean, I knew from when I worked at NASA, 80, 90, probably way over 90, 90, maybe into the 95 percentile range of my work was done virtual. I mean, we'd send emails back from the forth from people from desk to desk, you know, and you could do that from anywhere. Um, so that's one thing I, I think uh, managers and, and corporate executives are going to have to deal with a much different workforce going forward. They're going to think that but the seeds have been sown. It's, it's hard to, uh, what do they call it in behavioral economics? It's, it's, easier to, it's easier to take, to give people stuff and then take away stuff. And you're going to, after a month, people are going to get used to going in there. They don't have to get up. They don't have to commute, which is one of the major things that everybody has to do. I don't have to commute. I, I just commute back into my back bedroom, put on my jamming bottoms, and, and do my office work. I cannot imagine I would want to be the guy. Of course, you got all the extroverts who are not me. Like, please let me back in the office. I, I got to have my people, you know? And I'm like, yes, not me. It's interesting you should say that because I'm I'm taking a, a class at Stanford and I have a virtual team that I'm working with because mm-hmm. it's all an online course and everybody who's on the team except for myself are all uh, corporate workers in large tech companies and they all to a, to a, to a person have to go into the office or had to go into the office prior to this crisis and now they're all struggling. Uh, struggling to balance work and life at home because they had this this wall between the the commute wall between right. home and, right? right and now that wall has fallen and now work and home is it is the same and they they have trouble figuring it out because in their minds work was this monolithic thing that they you did when you weren't at home right and now this monolithic thing is sort of dropped in their lap at home and they're having they're having a tough time managing managing to work at home. So I think people who have that tough time managing to work at home might might want to go back to the office. Not just because of the collaboration, but just let so me can, out of here. Yeah. Can have that wall back in place. <laughs> well it's I don't know, the commute wall is a good way to put it or um it's like a psychological boundary. I mean I mean I I know whenever I was when I this is back when I was in San Francisco at the hospital that as I, when I pulled into the garage there at the hospital, and then I had probably about a 200 yard uphill walk, you know, mm-hmm. you know how it is. Mm-hmm. And it's, that was the start of my game face. It was, I, it was the transition from work, from home to work, yep. which yep. didn't take, I mean, it took a little bit because I was going to get into some serious stuff when I got to the top of the hill. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'd see people that I had to, interact with because they were my professional family. I didn't have a family, so that was the only people I really interacted with all day long. Yep. But you had that moment where you where you switch from personal time to professional time. And mm-hmm. if you never if you never had to do that or you didn't ever think about it, you you're going to have people are going to have to reorient 
their home psychology, their social psychology at home. That that's a lot of it, I think. Yeah, and plus, I think what's happening with a bunch of them, they have kids, so the kids are also at home, so they're homeschooling, and they just have a lot of extra work. But I think I think you're absolutely right. I think if the pressure of not having to homeschool the kids is gone, like the kids have gone back to school, then they're going to see the upside of not having that commute wall, which is using up so much time, and then they'll just have to somehow mentally put themselves in in work mode. But I think that it's also sort of speaks to the atomization of it because right now you're seeing it as a big monolithic block of work that you do when you're away from home. And now it's like this big monolithic block of work doesn't necessarily need to be a big monolithic block of work, right? You could stop in the middle of the day when you have no meetings and read a book or something. Right. Uh, I'm and, there's, there is a, there is a oh, 15, 20 years ago, there was a movement within human resources that you you paid based on value, not based on time. Mm. And the, the whole thing was that it eliminated a whole bunch of administrative stuff. And I, I mean, I, re, I, I remember telling the, the head of Marshall, the, the COO, the assistant COO, or uh, CFO, CFO. Mm-hmm. Telling Frank when I met him that you're the first guy I've ever met that could sign off on a hundred and one point five million billion dollar check, <laughs> you know. And after that, I came to realize that a, a billion dollars buys lots of details. So there's mm-hmm. there can be not only just going back to what a lot of business is driven by want and not need. Yeah, this is this is what we want to do, and I think there's going to be some restructuring around that. They're going to look at it um, differently in that all the details they've been paying for, they're going to say, you know, that's a nice to have, but it's not a need to have. All, all the, all the, uh, oh, what am all the regulations. I mean, my God, I, I'm, I know regulations. This would be a good topic. What regulate? I just asked the audience. What regulations used to apply to your work that don't apply now? Mm-hmm. And I mean, on your day-to-day work instruction stuff. Uh, when you were thinking about the the, the monolithic time, I'm just going to ask you: did, did when you're at Yahoo or any of your other jobs, did y'all not have a work breakdown structure? Oh yeah, well, project by project. Right, yeah, but it's the same. It's you're. It's we we applied our time to this project and this project and this project. Yep. A lot of people have not ever gone through that kind of that kind of uh, segmentation of time or of effort, time and mm-hmm. effort, I guess. So, mm-hmm. it's, you know, for us, it's like, okay, uh, here's a pot of time over here. I'm going to put it onto this. And here's a pot of time over here. I'm going to put it onto that. And I'm going to plan for there. You know, it's, yeah, and you have your code numbers. Mm-hmm. So we, we're, I think people in, that are used to that or have already done that are going to be a little bit different. They can go in there and say, segment their home time, um, pretty much like their corporate time. Now, it's, you know, kids, I'm, I've got a, I got two hours here. I'll talk to you in two hours. Now, their yeah. kids, that's going to be a hard thing is training kids what two hours is. Yeah. Because yeah. I know when I was a kid, I didn't care what time it was. When I wanted something, that's when I was, mom. You know, 
<laughs> That's right. That's why people need need to close their doors and like lock their doors. You're, you're not going to be able to jump to every uh, when it, jump at every beck and call. Yeah, uh, of the kids. And the the other side of that is, and this has been around in the corporate world for quite a while. Is your when we got cell phones and internet service, twenty uh, four accessibility, which exactly uh, conflicted with work life balance. Uh, what's the difference? The only difference is you, you've got people that are half as tall as you running into the room versus the people who can look at you eye and eye and distract you the same way. Yeah. To be continued on the next episode of Oddly Incorrect.